0: Live. All right. We thank the Lord. Father, we honor you. We give you praise and we give you glory for this evening. We thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your spirit that's working in us right now. My prayer, Lord God, is that you would bless the people that are on this line, that they would grow in faith, that they would be strengthened, that they would do a greater work for you during these last and evil days. We certainly give you praise uh, for healing power for your ability to provide for your people when they need you and to be their very present help, even in times of trouble. We thank you and we give you glory for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We greet you all again in the name of the Lord. And our uh, topic this evening as we continue on is uh, how to make fire And when it really comes down to it, we don't really uh, are making fire, but basically we're using the fire that is within us, praise the Lord. And uh, I'm going back to the scripture that we gave on last week uh, in uh, St. Matthew chapter number uh, 3 and verse number 11 where the scripture says, and this is uh, uh, John the Baptist, Uh, speaking, where he says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise the Lord. And uh, we know, of course, that uh, the Holy Ghost was given on the day of Pentecost. And we can recall the fact that when they were uh, in one accord, in one place, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, as it tells us in the second chapter of Acts, and there appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. That's what I like. They were all filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues and the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. And uh, it's, an, it's interesting to know that uh, after they received the Holy Ghost, they received power. But the fire continued to burn within them, praise the Lord. The fire began to burn within them. And that means that they affected the world. Just that uh, group in the upper room, they turned the world upside down because of the fire of the Holy Ghost. And I'd like you to look at it, I'd like you to look at the fire of the Holy Ghost as the passion of God. That is the intensity of Christ in the believer. And each believer should have the intensity as the early church believers had because they took more energy into ministry rather than going back to their secular lives. Their focus was on doing the things of God, their focus was on being available to be used by Him. And He said, John, as He prophesied, said, in and, and you shall be receive the Holy Ghost, and that with fire. So there was a, a purging that took place in their lives. That, in essence, it it burnt up everything that they really didn't need. It's sort of like the the fire that uh, takes the um, you know the the dross off of the uh, the silver that which is not uh, pure, so that it can be purified in the fire. And sometimes the Lord will even allow uh, a measure of uh, persecution to come on the people of God so that they can be uh, purified for the glory of God. Sometimes, uh, you know, we can get so complacent and so settles into our natural lives that we forget why the Lord even saved us. He saved us for a reason, but not the reason that we may think that is to, you know, to uh, live a a great natural life and consume our time with just the raising of our families and, you know, and having a good time and doing, uh, you know, things for uh, the natural man. But no, He put us here so that we could actually make a difference in the world. He left us here. You see, uh, the plan of the child of God is not to go to heaven. Heaven is our reward. Heaven is the the benefits that we we get after this life is over. But rather, we have been called out of darkness into the fire and it's into this marvelous light. And see, light is brought about by fire or by electricity. And so when a person makes a fire, they're using it to, to purify or to cook. But it's also very visual and you can see it from miles around. And so He did not want us to take our light or our candle, which is our fire, and hide it under a bushel. But he wants our light to shine in darkness so that people will come to Christ because they see the light of this glorious gospel shining in our lives. And the gospel light or the fire of the child of God is very attractive. And the thing that makes us uh, so compelling is when people see that we're willing to give our lives to Christ just so that someone else can be brought to the light. You see, being a child of God is about being on the altar. We're told to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, holy. And acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And He tells us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And therefore, when we are on the altar, that means that we're really giving ourselves unto God, almost in essence as a as a as a burnt offering going up before the Lord. Uh, being consumed with his spirit so that others can be saved because of the sacrificial work that we do. And isn't somebody ought to be able to say that even upon our demise, that because of this person, I'm saved today. Because of their light, I'm saved today. Because of their sacrifice, I'm saved today. He wants us even so to lay our lives on the altar of sacrifice. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, that we're going to die naturally, but we should die to the flesh and, and allow that flesh to be consumed and burned up by the power of the Holy Ghost so that there's no more us but the Spirit of God working through us. We don't want people to see this flesh, We want people to see the Christ that lives within us. This is a part of the sanctifying work of the child of God. You see, the fire of the Spirit of God sanctifies us and purges us from all of the carnality and worldliness that is trying to consume people today. They're being consumed with uh, frivolity, with partying, with uh, drugs and alcohol uh, especially with the, you know, with the uh, the freedom to go and purchase marijuana and smoke as much weed as you want, people are just getting enamored with the, uh, you know, the things of this life. They're, they're intoxicated with the cares of this life, and therefore uh, lose their desire to to serve the Lord because of being. Uh, so involved with what's going on in the world, and it can affect the child of God, but we can get so involved with all of our worldly activities that we forget all about uh, presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. We just try to, we're so busy trying to fit into the culture that we don't fit in with the plan of God. He needs a man or a woman who has separated themselves unto God, and that's not happening as much today we're talking we're living with such a carnal church today that people will look at you funny when you decide to consecrate yourself and, and fast and shut in before God. They're looking at that as old school. Oh, that's old school. Well, listen, let me say old school because I want to be ready for the, the God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so that's how you make fire. We've got to make sure that, that we allow the Lord to separate us. We can't be saturated and soaked with the cares of this life that we lose our combustibility. We're not combustible anymore because there's so, so much in us. There's so much that uh, in our system and in our spirit that uh, the Lord can't even use us like he wants to until we get all the stuff off of us, until we get all of the worldliness and the carnality out of our system. I'm telling you, it's important for us today to to separate ourselves so that we can hear from God. And sometimes it takes hours just to get apart from the, you know, the the carnality in the world, just so you can hear a word from the Lord to to be able to lay in his presence and get all this stuff out of our minds so the Lord can speak to us, whether it be in a still, small voice or whether it be in a loud, audible voice. But the Lord wants our he wants our time. He wants our time so that the passion, the passion to serve him can be reawakened in our lives. Hallelujah. And it should not just be on, at Pentecost, but they carried this gospel beyond Pentecost. They carried it, praise the Lord, into the world, and they let their life shine. I just want you to be encouraged today to know that the God that we serve he wants to do something special in you and I. He wants to take us out of a uh, a lifestyle that is destined to cause you to miss the coming of the Lord or the uh, or the catching away of the church, and just to sit in. Hallelujah. We need to understand then that uh, God is 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 calling us to be watchmen on the wall. And even the watchmen on the wall, they would keep a flame nearby so that they could even use that as a means of signaling when there may be danger approaching. We've got to hold up the light in the name of Jesus. We've got to hold up the light of the glorious gospel so we can even warn other people that the Lord is coming for his church. He's coming for a church without spot our blemish, and we are not going to be, we should not be contaminated by worldly cares, and that's really what that means. We should not be spotted by the world, but we should have separated ourselves so that we can be exclusively Christ. We want to be exclusively his. The, the, The fire of the Holy Ghost is what separates and purges us. Because he getting rid of all the stuff that we don't need. I wonder, do you have anything in your life? Do you have anything in your life that the Lord needs to purge and get rid of? Do you have anything in your life that the Lord needs to take away from you so that you can have more time to pray and more time to be in his presence and more time to witness and more time to, to minister to, to other people? I think we're just too busy. I think we're just so involved with the cares of this life that we don't have the same kind of power that the early church had. We need the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost so that when God gets ready to call you to do something, it won't take two and three years before we say yes. There should be an immediate response, Lord, yes, I'll go. Whatever you want, I'll go. I'm yours, Lord. I'm here for you. Whatever you need me for, it's time for the church, the church of Jesus Christ, to catch on fire again, to allow the flames of evangelism to ignite in us and ignite in others to the extent that it spreads. This gospel needs to spread. People, we are down We need to rise up. We need to set ourselves on fire with the power of the Holy Ghost so that when people are not saved, they will see us and desire to serve the Lord. They will desire this same kind of fire. That's what caused the church uh, in the early years of the church to uh, spread because the Lord allowed persecution to come upon them. However, the more they were persecuted, the more they grew. The more they grew. They just grew because of the fire of persecution. It intensified their desire. To serve the Lord, that though there was trouble, the Spirit of God yet moved upon them. I want you all to understand that just because you go through some trials doesn't mean you back away from God, but rather you come closer to Him. Many times that may be His way of getting your attention so that you can devote yourself solely for the glory of God so that the light of the gospel would shine so that people that, that, that see your light, they would desire to be saved as well. Praise the Lord. I just want you to get that in your spirit and to know that we're in such perilous times today that uh, the only way things get better is they get worse. Now, I'll repeat what I said. The only way they get better is they get worse because it catches the attention of the child of God that says, I need to get about my father's business because times are getting worse. It seems when times are getting when times are going well, the saints have a tendency of getting comfortable and relaxing. The Bible says, Won't be to those that are at ease in Zion. And so does that mean God needs to bring persecution? Perhaps. Maybe because things get worse it 's because the people of God have not allowed the fire and the flames of the gospel to ignite enough passion in them that causes the uh you know the lives of others to change. Praise the Lord. I just want you to get this in your spirit. The Lord wants watchmen on the wall. He wants people to be saturated with this word, so much so. That we become combustible All it takes is a desire Praise the Lord And all of a sudden the child of God Catches on fire Hallelujah David said The one thing if I desired of the Lord And that will I seek after That I may dwell in the house of the Lord All the days of my life Hallelujah listen, listen all it takes sometimes is a desire And God will set your soul on fire If you would just desire the things of God And begin to say Lord I want you to give me a desire to do greater works in your name. Hallelujah. All of a sudden you'll become combustible, and God will begin to work through you because he sees a willing heart, a willing mind. Praise the Lord. And so the church must catch on fire. We need to catch on fire before somebody else is lost, before somebody else loses their way. We need to catch on fire and bring the fire with us. Praise the Lord wherever we go. Sometimes people, uh, they don't even ask you whether you're a child of God. They can tell that you're a child of God. And I want to ask you, do people know that you are a child of God just because of your presence or because when they come into your presence, they feel the warmth of the gospel or they feel the fire that's burning inside of you or they they uh, they hear thunder or they, they smell smoke. But something somehow let them know that this is a child of God. People should know that you are a child of God just by you coming into their presence. And if nobody knows if you are a child of God, that needs to, to let you know that it's time for you to catch on fire. It's time for you to get fired up in God and stay so in his presence that so when people come in contact with you, they know you have been in the presence of of the Lord, and that's how it was with many of the disciples. They knew that they had been in the presence of Jesus because of the way they conducted themselves, the way they went about ministering to others, the way they carried on with the word of God, and people need to know more so. And I'm challenged. I want you to be challenged. It's time for us to challenge ourselves to catch all fire for the Lord and let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn in us and allow us to burn up other stuff that's in our lives that we don't need. If you and I would just take a serious inventory of our lives, it lets us know that we don't have enough time set aside to do God's work. We're busy with school working two and three jobs, trying to get involved in social uh, activities and engaging in a lot of uh, romantic uh, escapades and trying to, you know, spend a lot of time with our family, but not enough time with the Lord God Almighty. Do you have time to be with Jesus? Do you have time to kindle the fire that's on the inside? It's time for you to stir up the gift that's within you. Stir up that gift, praise the Lord, because you've been anointed for so much more. Stir up that gift. Don't get complacent. Don't get idle. Don't allow your life to be relegated to just Sunday worship and that's it. That's all God gets out of you is what happens on a Sunday morning, and that's not even a full devotion. It's just attending a service and not ministering or going out and and attending to other people's lives. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to realize that the fire is about to go out. It's time to kindle that fire. It's time to stir up that fire. Put some more logs of service on the fire. Put your life on the fire and get burned up with the Holy Ghost. Burn up all of your ways. Burn up your attitude. Burn up your disposition. Burn up some of those events and activities that have no spiritual relevance to them. It's time to do the work of God. It's time to be about our Father's business. It's time to lay your life before the Lord and say, Lord, take me and make me just as I ought to be. Lord God, help me to catch on fire. Help me, Lord God, to be the example that you want me to be. Lord, I don't have any other life other than a life with you. In the name of Jesus, I want somebody to believe the Lord today. I want you to begin to think, can I be the one that's fire is going out? Or is my fire really aflame? Where where's my fire? Where, where's my fire? Does does the world see my fire? Do do my friends, do they see the fire of God in my life? Do they see the enthusiasm? Do they see my desire? Do they recognize my passion for the Lord? Do they do they get the sense that I'm in a hurry to do the work of the Lord? Or do they see me just sort of just going through the motions? Where's your fire? Where's your fire for the Lord? It's time to get stirred up, stir up that fire. Do it now before it's too late. Do it while the Lord is dealing with you. Do it while you have an awareness that the Lord still wants to work with you because some, they've allowed the flame to basically flicker and they don't even have the desire anymore it's a shame when a person can be in the church for years and years and years, and now all they do is just come to the house of God every now and then. There's no passion. There's no joy. There's no enthusiasm. There's no lights, and there's no life. So this evening, I just want you to consider that. I want you to, to begin to think seriously about your walk with the Lord. Is there something more you can do for the Lord? Have you done all you can do for the Lord? Have you completely gotten immersed in his call upon your life? You do know there's a call on your life, don't you? It's time to, to take this thing to another level. Praise the Lord. I have time for some uh, questions and answers. If any of you have any questions or answers right now, the phone is unmuted, so you can, uh, you can ask your question or Make your statement right now if you like. Anyone? All right. You all are so quiet this evening. All right. Who can who can answer this question? Um, what type of fire should be burning in our lives right now in light of all the trouble that's happening in the world? Grace,
1: I would say. I Lord, again? This is Tanaka.
0: Okay. Now I didn't hear exactly what you said.
1: Grace. Thanking the Lord for grace and mercy. Uh-huh. Whatever's grace going on mercy. still having another chance. So the fire of just being able to have another mm-hmm. opportunity to serve God. That to me that's a fire that burns in me all the time. Just another opportunity, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: Another opportunity. That's good. That's good. Uh, Every day we get is a fresh opportunity, and we should take advantage of it because so many people are dying. They're dying spiritually. They have no joy. It's like they're just, uh, you know, living their lives in quiet desperation. Have you ever even sometimes going to the house of God? Sometimes you can look in the eyes of the people, and it's like, you know, where's the joy? Where's the life? Where's where's the uh, enriched relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Where is that? And so it's time for us to get passionate about the Lord. Anybody else have any comments or questions? Okay. All right. Um, Is there any unfinished business that you have With the Lord, that you believe you need to go ahead and start focusing in on. Any unfinished business? Somebody answer that question. Do we have any unfinished business?
1: I don't think I have any unfinished business. I think, um, you know. My, my relationship with the Lord, you know, I ask him daily, you know, for the assignment or my purpose for today or whatnot. So I, I don't know if I do have unfinished. I don't know yet, but I just feel I'm, I'm a willing vessel and I'm just being led to whenever he say, you know, yes, or whatever he tells me to do is a yes. So I'm not sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: if that's for me, yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And even if you're on the right road and doing the right thing, it's a continuation of a purpose. It's 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 doing the, the business of the Lord. It's doing his will. So it's sort of ongoing business. You know, the job is not finished until we, you know, are called home. So, you know, until we're called home, we're still on assignment. And we can't take a break from doing the work of the Lord and to excuse ourselves from this great calling that's on our lives, time for us to really get uh, not so much in a hurry but to settle into a process of maximum usage, allow the Lord to maximize his use in your life. So it's not just when you're at church. It's, it's more so when you're not at church. That's when the work is done. And so you want to be able to kind of like monitor how much of God's work am I actually getting done in the course of a week. It's not whether you can afford to. It's like you can't afford not to because we're judged based on what we do for the Lord. And so uh, he expects more of us. So let's go about that. Let's do that for the Lord. Let's uh, get a clear focus and as well as clarity. Lord, what would you have me to do? Sometimes that, that needs to be a question that periodically you ask the Lord. What would you have me to do? And wait for an answer. Wait for an answer. Because usually the answer is not something that we want to do, but rather it's something that he wants us to do. So as we conclude this evening, I just want you to sort of take this word to heart and begin to consider maximizing your availability to God so that the Holy Ghost fire can consume much more lives for his glory. We thank you. Father, we thank you and we give you praise. Lord, bless each household that's represented on this phone tonight. And that you'll provide them, O oh God, with all the necessary gifts and tools to carry out a work for you. That you'll even bless the children, young people, that they will likewise take on this mantle of responsibility. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God